Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to the Mercenary Musician Podcast. This is Peter Coulter speaking. And Chad Broussard. Uh, thanks very much for joining us. We're going to do another lateral thinking podcast today. Not tangent. Lateral thinking. 2.0. Yeah, you know, we're kind of just getting back into the studio. I know you guys are getting these every single week, but we've got had a, a couple of hiccups in our production flow. And so we're getting back to it after a couple of weeks. So we're going to get back into it here with a tangent episode, a lateral thinking episode. Just call it what it is. Tangent episode. Fuck it. <laughs> we're here to rant. We're going to rant. Uh, I actually do have something recently that happened. Oh, tell me. I was playing it. I've been doing this again. I'm sure if you have listened to all these episodes, you know, I've been doing this for roughly six or seven years, but I'm going to call it seven now. Yeah. yeah. It's a new year. Yeah. Um, and I, this is my first time. I've seen stuff like this, but this is my first time seeing this particular thing. Um, I was I was amazed. So actually, in the last in the last week, I've had uh, I've had one real real heckler, which was interesting. I'll tell you about that. But this was like this other thing was like it's, it's like a heckler without the without the courage. Almost like a um, passive heckler, like a passive heckler. So what, what happened what here was uh, this server at, at one of my gigs called me on. I was like, Peter, come look at this. I look at it. She shows me this check that has written on the side of it. Uh, Please no chatting from the stage. Ack, A-A-A-K. And I'm like, what does this? It took me like a minute to like process what the fuck this person was even saying. And it was a table that was sat like right in front of me. And they made no real, nobody really made any, any movements or facial expressions or anything regarding me that struck me as unusual. It was just kind of like they were one of the tables that like ignores, ignores it, which is fine. That's a thing people do. Um, this gig in particular though is very engaged. It's like, it's a great gig. I sometimes make, I've got my, my tip record at this gig. I made like 600 bucks before this, at this one. Um, this particular night, it was a good night. I made a, a lot of money in tips. It was a really engaged crowd. Everyone was like, so to, to even the most passive observer, everyone was like really enjoying it. It was like, but I was doing my job well and it was just, it should have been obvious. And this, so, and a lot of that is, as you might know, a lot of that is telling jokes, telling stories, interacting with the audience all that stuff that is not just playing music, right? That is sounds like a leg of a triangle. Yeah, that's my fucking job. I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm not a jukebox with legs, as we've mentioned, nor should you be, right? You're an entertainer, and you should be trying to entertain and engage the, the crowd, um, depending on the context, but in this case, that's what, you, that's what you're doing. And this person just either didn't get that or got it and didn't care. It was just bothering them, so they had to say something about it and just didn't have the the courage or fortitude to say anything to somebody in time for it to matter or like what, what I just, it, it, it just, it baffles me a little bit. Like what were they trying to accomplish? If anything, I think probably the answer is nothing. I think it was like this impotent rage thing. Like when you uh, like honk and stopped traffic kind of thing, which is like, you can't do anything. You're not doing anything. So maybe it's that, um, but it just, it blew my mind a little bit. I'm like, what did you possibly fucking think? Not to mention while you were sitting there, pe- 
like a hundred dollars worth of tips came right by your table into my tip jar. Like you, it's clear. It has to be clear to you that you don't have like popular support for this opinion. <laughs> you know, like what is it that you're thinking is going to happen here? Um, it just I, I don't really know what to make of it. Did you by chance see if there was a tip oh. on that bill? Mm, yes, actually, it's funny you asked that. Yes, there was a tip. It was a, uh, it was like seventeen or eighteen percent. So it was like. It was like as low as it could possibly be without being like, oh, my God, these people. Yeah. You know, okay. it was like as low as is socially acceptable. Um, it was like a two hundred and forty dollar. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It was like a two hundred seventy five dollar tab. It was like eight people um, and a fifty dollar tip. So it was like 17 or 18 percent. So it wasn't like a horrible tip. Um, also, the server told me that this table was British, which I think is interesting. OK. And I think uh, uh, part of my uh, theory here is that there might be like a cultural difference happening where mm-hmm. these people aren't used to to what I'm doing. I feel like over in the UK, the majority of street they're street performers. They, yeah, they could play be in the streets as opposed to in the pubs and the bars. I have yeah, I've been to I've been to the UK a few times and I have never seen a musician in a bar, honestly, mm-hmm. that I can remember. Um, that doesn't mean they don't do it. I've I, like I've I've definitely seen it in Dublin, Ireland, which is not the UK, but you know nearby. Um, but it, but that, the, in that particular case, it was like a folk band. It was like an Irish traditional oh, yeah. band in a pub. Okay. And I, I, I get the sense that they might be used to just either the radio or just someone being background music as opposed to like, I am here like telling jokes and stories is like at least a third. Well, maybe not, not even a third, but like, you know, a quarter to an eighth of what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have to go over and investigate. Yeah, I guess so. We'll have to do it. We'll have to do a, a field trip and put it on the business account. <laughs> or you guys are welcome to sponsor us. Yeah, that's a good idea, Chad. Yeah, if anybody wants to fly us to the UK to do some research on this, we'd be glad to. So actually, this was, I was keeping a phone note for a, for an episode of its own, and I, I that's how I kind of keep track of my all these ideas for these podcast episodes. I keep a phone note um, at at work at gigs. Um, which is handy. My phone sticks on my mic stand, as we mentioned. So when I have an idea, oh, something interesting happens, something I can talk to the um, talk to the people on the podcast about. I, I just open my phone note. It's under web course because we are still in the process of putting together a, a course for all this to try to put this all in a concise, uh, easy to follow way. Not quite ready yet, but we're working on it. Keep your eye out. Um, so anyway, I've get, it goes on, all under this uh, this tab, web course. And so I, I made a note recently that said cultural differences was the title of it. And uh, I put that in there recently where I, where I was like, maybe it was, a, maybe it was the Britishness. Maybe it's just a cultural thing where they're like not used to somebody telling jokes at all at dinner. They want background music. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like such a fucking punk, punk ass way to do it. You know, like have a fucking some fortitude. It's just like what a fucking like coward. Mm-hmm. It's just so cowardly. At least this heckler was like brave enough to say something. Same event? No, there's a different gig. And it's actually funny. This this gave me some pause because it was two hecklers with pretty much the same note, honestly, which uh, you, even even if these people suck. When you get two people saying the same thing, you should maybe think about it, mm-hmm. right? And uh, so the, the first heckler I'll, I'll tell you was, um, 
you know, I was talking to the to the crowd. There were people in front kind of engaged with it. What's what's happening with these people? Anyway, let me tell you what this guy said first. The guy says, oh, let's talk in more music. And I did not allow that. It, it was it was honestly a pretty it was it was my best exchange with a heckler yet. Probably next to the next to that really drunk lady. This guy wasn't drunk enough for this to be like excusable. Not that it's ever excusable, but this guy was sober enough that he should have known better. He was just a dick. And uh, I was like, man, if you really want me to start doing something, that is the best way to get me to do the opposite of what you want me to do. And you kind of like, you know, had a half hearted response to that. And I was like, all right, what, you know, kind of like, kind of like let it slide. And uh, I was like, all right, I'm going to play another song like this guy, like this guy asked. Right. You guys ready? This is a song. I played a song. And then uh, the guy predictably doesn't clap. Right. Which I was expecting. And I was like, oh, it looks like the guy who was so excited about hearing another song didn't even clap for it. That's funny. It's funny how how hecklers do that. And that's like one of the one of the cute one of the uh, the ideas here with hecklers. The minute you call them hecklers, they're like, what? I'm not that the label. Yeah. People are just like, I'm not a heckler. Well, you fucking are. What are you doing? You're heckling. That's what hecklers do. Anyway, so it, it kind of like got around like a couple people up front go like, ooh, <laughs> and uh, and like it kind of came around to him like it got telephoned through the, the bar to him. He was kind of in the back and he was like, what me? Like, look, like he was sitting in the bar kind of like 90 degree angle facing like I was facing the side of his head. Like kind of turns back and looks back and he goes like, what me? And I'm like, yeah, you. And he's like, no. And I'm like, OK, I'm sorry. I must have gotten you confused with someone else. And he just shut the fuck after that. It was like. I was kind of like, yeah, I've been doing this for seven years and you don't run into hecklers very much anymore, but you get them every once in a while and that's what you do. You know, that's how you do that. <laughs> <laughs> you lay them down. You, you know, yeah, it's just like you don't, you just don't tolerate it. And I, what that probably, that guy probably does that fucking every other time he's at a bar with a musician and probably no one ever does that to him. People are just like, oh, let me just go and do what this guy's There's a reason he's at the bar drinking alone. Yeah. Yeah, he, uh, he is probably dead now. Or in prison. He really put that dog I'm down. Sure, yeah, I'm sure he's, I'm sure he's just having a, a great life. <laughs> anyway, so the second time in a week that basically, I mean, it's basically the same note. Oh, no chatting from stage. Ack. So it, it, it gave me pause. I stopped and I thought, am I, am I talking too much? And I was like, I made fucking 400 bucks in tips at that gig where that person said no talking from stage. So no, no, those people are not right. <laughs> no. I mean, could I have made 450 if I'd have talked less? No. The $400 in tips comes from connecting with people. I was going to say, you've done the math. You know the proven algorithm. Yeah. It works. Yeah. The way you do this fucking job is talking to the crowd. And there's a, okay, there's a, I do want to put a caveat here as I, as I often do because I'm a man of science, right? No, only Siths deal in absolutes, right? There are, there, you can go too far with the chit chat. It is possible. And really when that happens is when you're talking into the microphone having like a one-on-one conversation with a table right up front. Mm -hmm. That is not cool. You can do that every once in a while, but you should keep those brief. And the mic, you should be telling stories to the whole room. You should be telling a joke that someone in the back could follow. And that's what this, this dude in the back was suffering from just not fucking listening. He wasn't, he didn't want to be engaged. He wanted to have a fucking jukebox with legs. So he's not my target audience. The, one of the, one of the keys here is even, even with this, and we've talked about how this is like a broad thing rather than a deep thing, right? When you're making original music, you want to go deep. You want a dedicated fan base of, say, a thousand even even people. It doesn't have to be a big audience. If you get a thousand people who are willing to spend two hundred bucks a year on what you do, you're making two hundred grand a year gross in revenue making your art. Right? That's excellent. 
That's going deep and narrow. You in general here you want to go wide because you're playing covers and bars. You want to make most of the people in the bar happy. You want to get people going. Even still, you're not going to catch everyone in this net, right? There are some people who just don't fucking like music. There are people who just don't like noise. There are people who just want to. There are people who just wish they were at fucking home right now. You know, that's what these people. That's what these people really wanted. Is they wanted to be at home in their quiet house, and they were out at dinner instead. And I'm so fucking sorry for them that they happen to be out in public where something that often happens in public happened to them. Mm-hmm. I mean. You want to get mad at someone? Get mad at whoever booked the reservation. <laughs> yeah. It's, anyway. So, yeah. You're, you're not going to be able to please everyone even when you're going broad like like I do at, at this job. You know, there's people are not always going to like what you do. That's just part of the thing. Um, if you're making 400 bucks of tips uh, in tips a night, you are doing it right. Don't, you know, think about trying to up that number, but don't think about totally rearranging your thing to act, not talk from stage so much. Act. Honestly, fucking act. What are you, Kathy? Jesus. Kathy the comic, she says, "Ack." I've it's never like, heard it. It's like an incredibly lame comic. It's uh, well, this, pro- this person probably follows her. Honestly, yeah, it was just like, ah, <clears throat> uh, I feel bad for those people, really. Well, they're back home now. It's uh, <laughs> across honestly, the pond. I, I got a lot of great friends who are British. Me too. You know, and they're they're they've got great things about their culture, but apparently this is not one of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, um. Oh, one more thing about this uh, this passive cowardly heckler who wrote on the check. Um, first of all, I want to I want to finish the the chain of the, the train of thought. What did they think they were gonna they were gonna get out of this? Right? Did they think like I've been doing this full time for seven years without their fucking input? Did they think writing something on a check after they left, where nothing could be changed for their benefit, was gonna like make me what lose my job? going to make the waiter mad enough at me that like something was going to happen there uh i was going to get spoken to by the manager and then like i don't know like what did you think was gonna like i was going to change something based on this just i fucking all all that's going to happen is you're going to get shit talked about you in public by me and in fact that's exactly what happened immediately after they left after i saw that i still had one set left and I just fucking like I wished they were still there, but I fucking roasted them real hard with the crowd that was left. Because the crowd that was left was like the late night last set. The crowd that was left it was three or four or five tables, big tables, and everyone was completely engaged. It was like the Peter Coulter show, and I was just like, basically, I I turned all the chit chat into chit chat about this shitty table that hates chit chat, and it, and we just fucking all made a lot of fun of these people. <laughs> it was like, man. I, I got I got to the end and I was like, okay, it's uh it's nine fifty one. I'm gonna spend the last nine minutes here just talking. <laughs> I hope you don't mind. Put Everyone, it on your bills. At this at this point, they had all known the joke was that they, right. I told them what, what was on the check and everything. I was just like, man, imagine, imagine that. Um. Yeah, every everyone in the crowd, and that's kind of it's like a little bit of vindication too, because everyone in the crowd was fucking dumbfounded by it too. They were like, what? Mm-hmm. Why would someone do that? I think you're onto something with the cultural differences there. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. Um, oh, so um, in my cultural differences note, we'll go on about that a little bit since this to make this a true uh, tangential thinking podcast. Um, lateral thinking. 2.0. Yes. Uh, the cultural differences tab I had in there. I had another weird thing happen at the same gig with the heckler, which, by the way, this gig is, is, is done now. I've got one more there. This is my other, every other Thursday gig that I had. This is my last gig is not this coming Thursday, but the following Thursday I'll be done. Last Thursday in April. April. And I'm doing Friday through Sunday only from now on. And 
part of the reason for that, I mean, a big part of the reason is because they wouldn't give me the raise I wanted. Another part of the reason is because I, the four days off, I mean, they're not off. I'm doing this type of thing in my original work and everything. Um, the four days off is fucking sick. I'm also making more than enough money in the three days. So it's like, it's just a better balance for me to do the work that I want to do to, to gig for Friday night, double Saturday, double Sunday, and then have four days to do other things. Um, so it just, it makes more sense this way. And as a final little piece de resistance, there's a, the fact that this gig fucking sucks sometimes. It's so, it's just so hit or miss. Sometimes it's great. And there, it's, it's weird. Cause there are some people in the crowd, they're regulars at this gig who I just fucking love and who love me. And it's just like, we have a great time and they, they tip well and we have fun and it's nice to chat with them. Even the break, I hang out with them and it's just fun. And sometimes there are these fucking hecklers and sometimes there's the, uh, this is like one of the most common gigs where I have people come up trying to do karaoke with me and, uh, yeah, Sanibel. Yeah. Sanibel Island. Um, that is possible, but I mean, the other gig is on Captiva, and I don't really have that there. People don't really do that. Well, the good thing is, at least those locals can now come and see you out there on Sundays. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so just so you guys have, kind of have an idea of what we're talking about. Sanibel Island and Captiva Island are these little barrier islands on the west coast of Florida. Captiva is about an hour from my house in Fort Myers. Sanibel is about a half hour, 40 minutes or so, depending on where you're going. Um, so Captiva is way the fuck out there. You got to take this one long road all the way up. It's a little, little fancier up there, Captiva. Yeah, it would be a quicker route had they just uh, changed that speed limit. Oh, my God. And honestly, it, it's like 35 all the way up. The whole way. But, all 17 miles. Uh, but you're like often not going 35. Mm-hmm. You're going 25 because it's all tourists in there. It's fucking brutal. Anyway, um, so yeah, that's the other thing. That's the other reason why this gig is gone. If it had been... It, it's, it's one of these things where the the good things and bad things can stack up the qualities of a gig stack up in a way where there's like a, a balance happening, like a scale. And you're like, okay, here's a good thing about the gig. Another good thing. Oh, here's a bad thing, a bad thing, a bad thing, a bad thing. Here's a good thing. Here's a bad thing, a bad thing. And it, sometimes the ba- the balance just gets tipped one way. It's like, okay, they won't pay my raise. That's eh, fine. Okay, we can do every other. Well, they have shitty customers. Okay, well, that tips, it tips down further. And let's say you get a couple things. Okay, and I'm not talking about any one particular gig now. I'm just making a general mm-hmm. example. And then they go, okay, now we're not covering your meal anymore. This happened at a country club gig recently. Okay, now, uh, okay, there's another bad thing. And eventually, it just, okay, now the manager is being shitty to me about something, and it's that's it, I'm done. This will be the last time you see me. And you don't, don't be a dick about it, don't burn a bridge, but just be like, okay, I'm not booking there anymore. It just doesn't, doesn't, doesn't meet my criteria anymore. Mm-hmm. And um, that's, you know, there's, at least in the area I'm in with the skills that I have, there is fucking plenty of work. You just got to... You got to be, you got to be right for me now. I'm, I'm vetting these gigs. Um, <clears throat> okay. I'm, I'm on a true tangent here. This is I'm fucking working. This. Yeah. Okay. Talk so about getting fired up. <laughs> yeah. 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 Shaking the rust off. All right. So, um, okay. So cultural differences and, uh, this weird gig. So that this, this gig has often has some weird people. This one had that heckler in it that same night within like two songs, some guy comes up to me. And this, this is like, it always happens this way. The guy puts $1 in my tip jar and he goes, hi. And like walks right up next to me. Like, and granted, there's no like stage here. This is, I think that could be a difference when there's a stage at a place like there is on Captiva. I think people take it more seriously. Like they don't want to step on stage. That's like a thing that they're, they're making a decision to step on the stage. Um, people have still done it before to me, but like it's less common. 
when you're sitting on the floor of a restaurant, people just like walk right up to you and think that's okay. And this guy like walks right up to me. I've got there's there they have they have lights at this place that are on the ceiling. So the guy's like standing in the light. So I'm looking at a silhouette like fucking conspiracy theory style, right? Like intimidate uh, intimidating uh, interrogator style, right? I'm Guys seeing are so a sil- Yeah, and he's he's just like, hey, like can we do one? And I'm like, what? Like, what do you mean? You know? He's like, oh, I want to sing. I want to sing one with you. And I'm like, and I, honestly. I, at this point in my career, I should have been ready for it. And, and that's that's the only time this ever works is if I'm caught off guard. And I was I was just not expecting this this early. And basically, you should do one of two things here. You should either be ready to say no and say no politely and firmly. Or you should say yes and go for it and enjoy it. Try to enjoy it, right? I kind of did neither of those, which so I'm just kind of critiquing my own response here. Where I kind of... Uh, reluctantly said yes and then was a dick about it and I honestly I kind of humiliated this guy um, <laughs> which I didn't really intend to but it just happened it kind of just happened that way and honestly he f- kind of fucking deserved it this is rude as fuck don't do if you're in a crowd don't fucking even if you're a pro singer and that's the thing real pros never do this Mm-mm. that's why it never turns out good because a real professional won't be like oh let me just fucking stand on the stage and ask if I can join the show no because Pros don't do that because that's not what fucking pros do. You know, it's just, it, this is what amateurs do. So that's why it's never good, really. Um, sorry, you got something to say? I'm curious as to how a pro would approach that. Would they like talk to you during a break? In the break, or something like if that? at all. Yeah. And even then, they wouldn't invite themselves because they're inviting an awkward situation. They're like making someone at work. It's like asking someone on a date when they're attending a bar. You know, like if you see a hot bartender and you're like, hey, like you shouldn't do that because they're at work. And like... It puts them in a weird position. They're like, I'm trying to get tips out of you. I'm working here. You're a customer. It's just like an unfair pressure. And it just creates, it's going to create like false positives. You know, it's going to create like, yeah, sure. Here's my number. And like a wrong number or like a block immediately or like, you know, it's just not good. Just don't do it. You know? Noted. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I will say it's not, it's probably going up to a musician is worse. Than flirting with a bartender. Sure. Also because bartenders are like flirting with you mm-hmm. as part of their job sometimes. Yeah. So it kind of, I don't know. Anyway, um, they're, they're kind of in the same family tree. They're like, don't do it. <laughs> I, okay, so yeah, if you were a pro and you really wanted to come sing with someone, just, just don't. Just talk to them and say, if you, if you do it professionally, just say, hey, I do this, I do this for work too. It's, it's cool. You know, have a conversation. Yeah, network and, it, first. and if the guy, yeah, just make friends yeah. and tipping a dollar. It's just like, it, it's, it's like almost insulting. And he doesn't know that he just doesn't know that it's not like he was doing this maliciously. He just thought you tip a dollar and that's nice. Cause I'm tipping and I'm also re- a really good singer. So I'm just going to come up and like help this guy's show out. I'm going to be part of the show. It's going to be good. What was the song? It was, uh, I saw her standing there. So it, it kind of, which is a great song, but, um, it, it kind of compounded on it. It was part of a part of the issue was, you know, he asked if I had another mic. I was like, no, I don't have another mic. Um, <laughs> you can use this one. And he pulled up a chair because I sit down at my shows and uh, he's like, oh, I want you to sing with me. And I'm like, I'm not going to like put my face next to you on this mic, man. Like, I'm not going to like put my face two inches from a stranger's face mm-hmm. right now. Okay. For a dollar. Um, for, yeah, for, <laughs> for a dollar. Doesn't even buy me a mask, man. Seriously, dude. And, uh, so it kind of compounded on itself. I was already kind of annoyed 
coming into the gig, which happens. You got to fight through that. You got to kind of quickly change your state, which is an important, important skill. Um, and I had just gotten a new phone and my chord chart app wasn't like on it fully downloaded yet. So I had to like scramble to like download this thing real quick. And, uh, I like couldn't get it in time. And he's like doing this thing, which by the way, extra fucking obnoxious when he goes, yeah, it's just like E a C sharp E a. And it's like, dude, that doesn't fucking help me. Like, and it just, it just shows you how not professional these people are because they, think that just like, oh yeah, just fucking throw some chords together and it might be kind of close and it'll might sound okay. It's like, and, and, and granted, I've said before and I, and I stand by this, it doesn't ever have to be perfect, all right? But if you're going to cause a train wreck, do it deliberate. Like, it's just like this, this like, yeah, it's whatever. It's someone not understanding that this is my fucking job and you've inserted yourself into my shit at, at kind of a crucial moment. On the fucking second song, these people don't even know me yet. You know what I mean? I should have just said, no, man, I'm sorry, I don't do that. So anyway, the guy, the guy sits down, and this is the part where I kind of humiliated him. I don't, don't want to say accidentally, because it was definitely deliberate, but I didn't mean to, I didn't mean for it to be as bad as it kind of kind of was. Because the guy, the you know, the guy was, he's not a bad person. I'm sure he's just ignorant, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to come around to why this is cultural differences in a minute. Um, I asked him, I was like, so are you a professional singer or something? He's like, well, you know, I do like, and I fucking knew the answer already. He's like, oh, I do some stuff on like Friday nights. You know, kind of thing, and down, down the corner. He probably does it for fucking free, you know, or drinks or whatever. Um, wherever he's from, I, I want to say it was somewhere in Pennsylvania. I want to say Pittsburgh or something. Mm-hmm. Um, although I do happen to know that Pittsburgh has a pretty fucking sick music scene for this type of for this exact type of thing. I don't know that for a fact, but I've heard it from many enough people that it seems real. <laughs> um, in the summertime, kind of like river bars type of thing. Cool. They've got like a big thing. Yeah, uh, I've been told I need to go there that might be one of my working snowbird situations one of these summers where i just hit pittsburgh and see how it goes um man this is a real tangent episode this is fucking perfect we're killing this one um we kill them all now yeah (laughs) yeah we do we're pretty we're we're getting pretty good okay so this guy comes sits down i asked if he's a professional singer he's oh no i kind of do this uh douchebaggery on friday nights like okay cool um I kind of point the microphone toward him. I, my phone app is not usable, so I'm faking my, really faking my way through. I saw her standing there, which is a simple song in his defense. And I kind of grabbed the mic first, and I'm like, all right, folks, we got a guest singer up here, and this is going to be the first and last one of these tonight, everybody. Do you hear me? You said it like that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he kind of like looks over at me, like trying to, trying to read my face. Like I've clearly pissed this guy off, I think. And uh, like he's thinking that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, just I'm like stone faced, really. I didn't, never really made eye contact with this guy. I'm just like pissed off. I'm like just starting to get settled in at work. It's my second song and this fucking annoying shit is happening already. And I, I should have just said, no, man, I'm sorry. I don't do that. That's that's the grown up thing to do here. I just <laughs> like let him wriggle around and just like, you know, it was just I, th- I think I might have taught him a lesson at least. It's like equivalent to going to the bar and saying, hey, I'm going to come back to and help yeah, you. Let like me make some drinks. drinks. Yeah, I'm, I'm good at drinks. I, I do this. I do this at, on Fridays. My, I do this at my house sometimes for, for parties. She's like, dude, this is my fucking job. Uh, yeah. Oh, so, so the reason this is like a cultural difference thing in my mind is because I think, because cultural differences don't have to be UK and United States. It doesn't have to be a different country, right? It doesn't have to be, you know, Japan versus Korea versus... Uh, you know, France and the United States, like these cultural differences can be more local. And I think that's what was happening here. So the cultural differences can be more, more regional. This can, this guy's from the United States, clearly wherever he's from, 
either he's completely blind to what is socially appropriate or wherever he's from, this is maybe possibly socially appropriate. Maybe he's from a place where every place you go to the bars, there's kind of like an open jam thing happening and people kind of rotate around on the stage. This could literally even be a culture within my hometown. This could be somebody from Fort Myers. And of course he wasn't good. You know, he was like probably average ish. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't like horrible, but it was like, it was to the point where I'm like, you really thought you should come up here and do this? Did you tell him that before you got off stage? No, I didn't. Shucks. I was just like, thanks. Give it up for him. People clapped. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> thanks. Fuck off and let me do my job. No more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the this could be a cultural difference that's like even local. Like lit- literally, someone could be someone could live in Fort Myers where I live, and come out to a gig. I actually, this has happened before, where local people will come up to me and be like. Hey, can I sing with you? It's usually girl. This is like maybe the first man who's ever done it. Um, hey, can I sing with you? Uh, no, you can't. Like, why do you think that's a thing? Right? And it's a person who is either either doesn't go out to these enough at all, doesn't go out to bars with live music enough to know that this is not something you do, or um, goes to karaoke nights all the time or goes to open mic nights all the time, and that's their cultural knowledge of music is – strangers with no practice and no uh you know and no rehearsal come up and just like shriek into a microphone and that's like what we that's what that's what it is where's the words and, <laughs> yeah right and <laughs> and you know i'm I'm sorry if i'm sounding like a snob here but this is just it's my fucking job i'm like i'm coming and i take it seriously i get on stage i'm here to entertain people you don't need to apologize i he was in the wrong i i agree i agree but um, I know there are people out here, and I, I, I get this from people sometimes. They're like, oh, just let people have fun. And it's like, let them have fun on their own time. <laughs> you know, let them, I just, I mean, maybe that came out wrong. but Because no, right. my job is to help people have fun You're in a way. You're the fun captain, but that yeah. doesn't mean that someone gets to share that role with you. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it comes from a place, it's, it's a super common thing all over, I mean, all over the world, all over every industry, but especially in the arts. People want to be fucking rock stars and they want to be on stage and they want to have a microphone and a guitar and they want to be in front of the crowd and they want to be, you know, applauded for and they don't want to fucking work. 15 seconds of fame. They don't want to work. They don't want to practice guitar. They don't want to practice singing. They don't want to try to book gigs. They don't want to deal with bar managers. They don't want to learn how to set up equipment and set up a mixing board. They just want to fucking have the fruit. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. do none of the planting without the labor, and it's just like it fucking just bugs the crap out of me, man. It's annoying because it's not just in this genre; it's not just in this field. It happens all over. Yeah, all over. And it's it's. Oh, I get to tangent a little bit. Do it, dude. It's the generation. It's the millennials <laughs> and the fucking Gen Zs. They just specifically the Gen Zs, where they have access to this wealth of just bullshit on their phone. Right, so that's mm. all they know. They've only they grew up with tech. Yeah. So they grew up and they had the ability to look at some chic son with like his six Lamborghinis and think that that's a regular thing <laughs> yeah. and that they can just expect to come out of college and be fucking CEOs. That's true. And yeah. it's like, look. It's true. There is a lot of that. You need a course in delayed gratification. I think everybody does. This guy was a boomer, I will say, which is also uncommon. Uh, usually when this happens, it is a millennial woman. There's, I, I think this has happened to me probably. I can probably count on two hands the number, uh, maybe four hands. It's, it's been, I'd say it's been under 20 times in my whole career that this has happened when somebody has come up on stage and be like, let me sing with you. And it's almost always like a millennial woman. 
Um, but this was a boomer man. You should write a song, The Millennial Woman. The Millennial Woman. I think, uh, I think Bo Burnham already did that with White Woman's Instagram. Have you heard that song? No. Oh, dude, Bo, Bo Burnham is so good. If you're listening, check that song out. Okay. It's, it's excellent. Uh, it's like uh, <laughs> an avocado, an, uh, an open window, golden retriever wearing a flower crown. Is this heaven or is it white woman's Instagram? That's not like the melody. I just kind of like butchered through it. But like that's the idea. It's really it's really funny. Bo, Bo Burnham is great. Man, I had something I want to say. Oh, so we were talking. This is going to turn into a real rant, not even related to the business at all. So you're talking about Gen Zs and millennials, and uh, I think that every kind of generation has its um, shitty aspects. Mm-hmm. I think we don't even need to talk about the boomers. We all know. <laughs> um, but there's, yeah, yeah, you're giving me a look like yes, of course. Um, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like. Let's roast these shoes. I'm not gonna, fuckers. I'm not gonna roast the boomers right now. I am a millennial. So I feel most comfortable roasting millennials. I'm not going to talk about Gen Z. I think there are great things about Gen Z, actually. But uh, millennials, man, the thing that is so bad about millennials is their lack of ability to communicate and their tendency to go what's called ghosting. It is absolutely fucking... It's toxic and it's fucking... It will slow your progress. If you're if you're one of these people who does this thing where you go, first of all, will you overcommit? You're too you're too kind to say no to someone. No, I can't do this. And then you say, yes, I can do this. Let's make plans. And then you don't show up or you bail at the last minute. Like all my I've like literally I've just not like lost friends and blow up explosions over it, but just lost friends and like, okay, fine. I'm just going to fucking stop making plans with you. Mm-hmm. Like we're done with this. I'm yep. not doing this anymore. Like I've lost so many friends. Because they can't fucking say, no, I can't do that this week. Um, and they say, yes, they can. And then I make plans. And then I'm sitting there with my dick in my hand where they're like, oh, I'm sorry. And it's, it's always wrapped in this like, I'm having, oh, I'm just overwhelmed. I'm so stressed out right now. I'm having a, self, a self-help a day. I'm having a me day. And it's like, they just hide this like lack of ability to communicate and like selfishness and... I I keep using the word cowardice today. Mm -hmm. I don't know that it's exactly cowardice, but it's like, it's it's like fear. It's like a fear of something. And they let this, let them be assholes. And then they hide it behind this. Oh, I'm having a me day. I'm overwhelmed. You got to think about, you know, you got to really like take care of yourself. And yes, you do have to take care of yourself, but just like any good idea, you can take it too far. And that I think is part of what's happening with the millennials is they're taking this. Oh, I got to take care of me. I got to, you know, I've got to make sure that I'm in good shape so that I can do the right. You know, you got to put the oxygen mask on yourself before you put oxygen mask on someone else. And yes, that's all true. Okay. You need to, <laughs> you need to have those a face palm just for those of you who can't see, which is everyone. Um, yeah. You got to have me days. All right. You got to take care of yourself. You got to, you know, eat healthy and meditate and get good sleep and have time for your own time, you know? But it always takes don't over your fucking plans. make plans with people if you're not going to, you know, if you're going to need a me hour that hour. Especially you know? as someone in your situation where your time is so My time is valuable. valuable. It is. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. I feel the same way about your time. Gracias. And, you know, it's just like, it's just fucking so lame. And it's like this, like the ghosting thing. It's just a fucking, it's, I almost said it's a pandemic, but you can't use that word for that anymore. It's like a fucking epidemic, I think is the word we want to use. Yeah. It's just like a fucking problem. 
it's so bad. This like, okay. And, and it's, it's, it's partly because we communicate so much through text now. We're like, everything is text. So you can just stop texting. You can just stop texting and it's gone. The, my problems are gone because I stopped texting. It's like, motherfucker, you need to at least say, hey, we're done here. Right? Yeah. If we're having a relationship that's ending, you got to say, I'm not doing this anymore. Sorry. Yeah. You, if you're, and it's so much fucking easier through text. You don't even have to meet me face to face. You just have to say, hey, man, we're not doing this. I can't do this. Or like, for instance, oh, man, I had, I had a friend recently, a friend of a friend. So this friend of mine was, had plans with this other person. And this other person like just fucking stopped responding to them for like two weeks and then popped back in and I was like, hey, man, I'm really sorry. My cat died. And I was like, that is fucking unacceptable. Like, OK, I'm sorry your cat died. Right. But your cat died. So you can't say, hey, man, sorry, my fucking cat died. Give me two weeks. The fuck? It's like I'm just going to disappear on everything. You don't fucking get to do that. No. And <laughs> that's know, the problem. It's so it's stupid. Not, it's, it, it happens in just regular friendships and relationships. It happens in romantic relationships. It happens in work relationships. It happens across the board. Yeah. Like ghosting is a serious issue. Yeah. So don't ghost. This is, a, I'm going to take this back around to a business thing because it, it is that. And you should, there's, there's kind of a thing here where building your values up should be, your values should go through everything. And I, I don't mean you should be always thinking about work when you're thinking about your other life, right? But you should have core values that go everywhere. You should be reliable. You should show up on time. You should do what you fucking say you're going to do. You should communicate with people honestly and openly. This is stuff you should do in your relationships, personal and work. This is stuff you should do at work. This is stuff you should do walking down the fucking street. This is stuff you should do when you're, you know, at a restaurant ordering from a waiter, right? You should have these values that, that work and keep them and stick to them. It's just like... Yeah, so they so you should be open and honest, communicative, uh, compassionate, empathetic. You should be thinking about what you would feel like if someone just fucking ghosted you for two weeks, and how you would feel if their excuse was my cat died, you know, and like that's just empathy and like understanding what another person is feeling and how they might feel about what you're doing. You should be reliable. That's so fucking huge. I, I mean, the one business skill I I tell you you need one. one we're gonna call it a value because it's gonna stretch out outside of business but the one core value that i think is maybe the most important in your business is reliability you need to fucking show up and do the job and people need to know you're going to do it when you say you're going to do it it's not rocket surgery folks it's it's simple and like a, a huge part of why i see like i, I kind of brag about how good i am at this and i am really good at it you don't but you don't have to be nearly as good as i am to do this job full time. You probably have to be as good as I am to be as successful as I am at it right now. But to do this job full time and make like 40 grand a year or 60 grand a year, you don't have to be this good. You just have to show the fuck up and do the job. Like that's what you got to do and communicate with the people you're working with and let them know, Hey, I'm looking forward to the gig tomorrow. I'll be there X time. Mm -hmm. You know, anything else? I, is there anything we missed? Is there something you'd like me to do? Special, like this, this is specifically for private events. That's something I, I always do. If I got a private event, I text the day before or two days before and I say, hey, I'm really excited for your event at X time. I'll be there one hour before to set up. Am I, am I forgetting anything? Like, we, we good? What can I do for you? It's, it takes fucking 30 seconds. And like, this would be something that my 
my stereotype millennial that I'm using in my head who can't fucking communicate would be unable to do. What's his name? <laughs> Man, that's a good question. Ryan, obviously. <laughs> Ryan is like the millennial name. Um, I know like fucking a million Ryans. I know a million Ryans. Honestly, I'm sorry, but Chad is one of the millennial names too. It's a good name. <laughs> it is. Chad, Ryan, Matt. Matt, yeah. Matt's are timeless. Yeah. I got a couple good friends named Matt. Um, Matt, Matt is everywhere. I think Chris is just like spans across all. Yeah, there's a million Chris's. Mike's too. Mike's, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, we fucking ran it for 42 minutes so it's far. Perfect. Yeah. Um, I think that should probably about wrap it up. Yeah. Honestly, I fucking oh, love these. These are this fun. Great. Um, yeah. You got any questions? You got any answers? <laughs> nice. I was not expecting that. Good. I was. What are you gonna play next? Uh, that's a, such a great question. I've had that. I've had that question so much recently too. I feel like, I, I guess maybe it's just because I'm mentioning it on this podcast, and so I'm noticing it extra. It's like mm-hmm. the kind of law of attraction thing. Mm-hmm. You start thinking about something, you're noticing something, it pops up more. But I feel like I've had that question asked to me like twice a gig for the last fucking month. Oh, it is. Oh, the what are you playing next month of season? Yeah, that's true. I'm crushing it, by the way. In case anybody's curious, I'm absolutely fucking crushing it, and I, uh, I think that. Once you get started, you will too. If you're not started yet, you know. Just follow this podcast. Use it as a reference. And ladies and gentlemen, you can be doing what Peter's doing in half the time if you just do it by the book. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I like that. Nice, Chad. A nice little catchphrase. With a wink at the end. You guys should see this. It's fucking Thing of Beauty. I am Um, a Thing of Beauty. Thank you. You are. I want to add one more little rant thing. So I've got this. uh, I I mentioned my protege on here pretty often. He's doing, because you mentioned doing this in half the time. This kid's 21. He is reliable. He's good on guitar. He's a good singer. He's, uh, I've actually never seen him play in person, but uh, he's, he's been subbing for like, like all of my gigs that I can't take. And he fucking shows up. He's Gen Z, 21-year-old. Mm-hmm. And he shows up. I know he's going to do what he says he's going to do. He does a good job. He's positive. He communicates with me. He is... He's he's making he's making fucking three times as much money as I was making at his age, because I mean way more actually because I started doing this at twenty five. So he's making like infinity billion times more than I was at twenty one. But he's making more in his first year of doing this than I was for like the first four or five years of me doing this. And so it is the perfect example of how what I'm fucking talking about works. It, this this will cut years off of your progress. You won't have to spend three years making twenty grand a year. You want to spend two more years making 40 grand a year. Yeah. You want to spend another year making 50 grand a year before you finally break through and figure this the fuck out. This guy is making, he's playing part-time. He's playing Friday and Saturday and he's making fucking, I think he made five or 6,000 bucks last month in extra. He's like, he's in nursing school, man. He's like, you know, he's going to school and he's playing fucking couple days a week and he's making a, like a fucking grown up income. Just like that. Just imagine having an additional $6,000 a month. That's, I mean, for some people that is absolutely like a, it's, that's career money. That's career money. Yeah. Yeah. And granted he is, uh, he's, sounds like he's kind of starting to burn out a little bit and he's kind of, he's finding his limit, which is part of the thing. Right. So he's dialing back. He, I offered him some Thursday, I offered him these Thursdays actually that I'm not doing anymore. And he's, he said no to him and that's a, a good sign. Now, the guy's got like all the hallmarks of, of, of doing this long term. It's, it's really cool. 
It's really cool to see. And it feels good to, uh, honestly, I'm a little bit jealous. I wish somebody had come along when I was 21, but you know, to, to his credit, I, I wasn't mature enough to find someone. He went out looking for me. Mm -hmm. He went out and talked to the guy who I record with, who he knew from church or something. Um, the, my, my recording engineer guy who I work with for my solo original stuff. And he was like, Hey man, I want to, I've seen these guys playing gigs and bars. I want to do that. I think I can do that. And, uh, the guy says, you need to talk to Peter Coulter. Yep. He's like, go to one of his gigs and you'll end up with gigs. And he did. And I met him at one of my gigs and he was like, man, I really kind of want to do what you're doing. I'm like, it's funny. You should ask. I'm like literally starting a podcast right now. This was like the beginning of the podcast. I'm like, let's talk. And yeah. he just got right under my wing and fucking did what I told him to do. And that's it. Yeah. You it's, ha- it's not hard. You got to be curious. You got to be eager. You got to take initiative. Yep. And you got to take instruction. It's not going to come to you. That's right. It won't right. come to you. So I, I wish I'd had some of the qualities that this guy has when I was his age. It's really impressive. Well, thankfully you didn't because yeah. otherwise we wouldn't be here today. <laughs> that's doing right. This. I wouldn't have all the fucking <laughs> the scars of this fucking trauma of sucking at this for five years. Oh, it did. It wasn't that long. The first couple of years were rough. Anyway, um, thanks for listening. These fucking rant podcasts are fun. I love them. Yeah. We're just going to do tangents and lateral That's it. thinking. It's just all tangent. Now. Yeah. All right. We'll have something a little more concise for you next time, but uh, hope you enjoyed this. If you did, make sure you like and subscribe us here. And uh, I love making that fucking noise. Squeep. Yeah. Follow us. Send us an email. If you want... Uh, you know, anything. Send us an email and then Send ghost our response. Yeah. It's <laughs> so funny you say that. Somebody did that to me. Uh, we don't get very many emails yet. I don't want to out us as being not as popular as we could be, but we don't get a whole lot of emails yet, but I had somebody email me and I emailed him back and he hasn't gotten back to me. It's been a while. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Okay. <laughs> it have. I mean, come on. I, I don't, sometimes, sometimes it is an honest mistake and, people get overwhelmed i'm not i just my 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 issue with it is like the fucking the habitual like it is it just happens all the time it's the worst when it happens with people that you've known for long enough that they when you first met them they didn't do this yeah right so they developed this over time and it's just like what the fuck's wrong with you yeah where where, in what social sphere do you feel like this is acceptable yeah i'll tell you what let me put it this way one of the best musicians in town Man, she is so good. She is like seriously one of the best singers, one of the better guitarists. She's not a lead player really, but like she's like knows all the chords. She went to school for music. She knows like all these chords, and she can make a sound. She can make a solo guitar and vocal sound so beautiful. She can play just about anything, and she doesn't fucking work because she's so unreliable. You cannot rely on her to show up in a place that she says she's gonna be. She'll say, I got a cold. I don't know how many fucking times I've tried to get her to do something. And she's like, this damn cold is kicking my ass. It's like, how fucking long have you had this fucking cold? I have permanent COVID. Yeah, it's just, and you know, I love her to death and she's so skilled. It's a shame, honestly. It's a waste. Um, I'm, I wouldn't be saying, I mean, she'd know who she was if she was listening to this podcast probably, but she's not. So <laughs> it's, um, yet. yeah, not yet. But I if you're, li- if you're her. listening to this. I love you so much and you're so fucking good. I just wish you would be reliable. And it's it's just it's just a value you need to cultivate. It's not going to that even that's not going to come overnight to you just cuz you decide you want to start being reliable. But first of all being honest with yourself, if you feel like you're an unreliable person, you're probably worse than you think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um so anyway, just just kind of stuff to consider. Really 
if you start, you know, you just be better. Jesus. Bye. Try harder. Bye. Fuck off. That was a good one. Just kidding. Just kidding. We love you. We love you. Have a wonderful time. <laughs> a wonderful week. Yeah, you're doing everything right. Don't change a thing. And we'll see you next week. Thanks.